This morning, as we uh, open our scripture, we open to the first chapter of John's gospel. And the story is early in the ministry, the public ministry of Jesus. So Jesus has been baptized by John. And when he was baptized by John, John spoke about the greatness of Jesus. And and John was very uh, famous in that part of the country. So many people turned their attention to Jesus. And we pick up with Jesus walking and some of these people, future disciples, following him. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. A number of years ago, there was a video um, montage and collection series of videos that took the the Bible story and really brought it to life, illustrated it, and and made it so clear. And, And one of those, my favorite one, was called Dust. And it taught me the phrase, the phrase that they would say in Jesus' time, may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. May you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. Now, at first it meant, may you follow your rabbi so close that as your rabbi is walking the dusty roads, that that dust is, is coming up and, and falling on you. But, but it meant so much more than that. It didn't mean just dust particles on you. It meant, may the teaching of your rabbi fall on you. May the the way of thinking of your rabbi fall on you. May what your rabbi does fall on you. May you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. May, May you begin to look like your rabbi, to think, to act like your rabbi. Now, I think it's interesting, that concept of dust, because we don't like dust, do we? No, I don't know who puts it there, but they should stop. You know, even as you're sitting here this morning or you sitting at home, dust is collecting. It's collecting all over your furniture. The people who study dust, you know, dustologists, they tell us that dust is 80% dead skin cells. Makes it worse, doesn't it? And I've seen a cobweb, but I've never seen a cob. I've never seen a cob. Where do cobwebs come from, right? I mean, sometimes they're right in the middle of the ceiling. They're just hanging there. What is that? How did that get there? One time in a former church, it was a a funeral, and uh, I got my robe on and my stole and my belt and looked all official, and then I opened the side doors that were only used on funerals to bring in cactus, uh, bring in the casket. And when I opened the double doors, it was a windy day, and the wind came in and it swept up all of the cobwebs up in this entryway and turned them into this big 
uh, cobweb tornado. And I thought, well, this is, this is terrible. We can't, we can't have this on the day of a funeral. So I got a broom. So here I am in my robe with this broom trying to lasso this, this big cobweb. And people are coming in wondering, what kind of service is this? You know, some of them had been in a Methodist church, but they were wondering, what was going on today? We don't like dust. It collects all the time. It's always flowing. It's always filtering. It's always falling on everything. May you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. Jesus called these young men. And back then, it was mostly men. The women followed him, but he called them to follow him, to be on this journey with him. He, he called them, and they followed him. In this story, he says, come, and you will see. Come, and you will see. They, they, they were just asking, where are you staying tonight? Where are you? And he said, come, and you will see. But my goodness, they saw so much more than that. These followers of Jesus saw bright, sunny days with hillsides filled with people eating miraculously. These followers of Jesus saw him at his best and at his worst, saw him go off by himself and pray. They saw the lame stand up and walk. They saw Jesus put together uh, mud, take the dust of the earth and spit in it and put it on a man's face so his eyes were opened. They saw people that at the beginning of the day could not hear and now they could hear clear as a bell. They saw literally the dead come back to life. Lazarus, come out. Come and you will see. Oh, Oh, and what they saw. May you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. May the teaching of your rabbi fall upon you. May, may the thinking of your rabbi and, and the actions of your rabbi be your actions. These who followed Jesus wanted to be like Jesus. They wanted to do what Jesus did. Why else did Peter step out of the boat that he wanted to do what Jesus was doing? Jesus was walking on the water. Peter wanted to follow him, not just in the dusty roads, but also on the waves of the lake. These followers of Jesus wanted to be like Jesus. They wanted to do what Jesus did. And are we, we so different don't we deep inside want to be like Jesus? Don't we want to do what Jesus did in our, in our heart's desire? But sometimes, sometimes we get stuck, I think. We, we have a couple hurdles or roadblocks I think we need to, to set aside. And one of them is this story here that when we hear this story that Jesus called these, uh, these fishermen and they dropped everything and followed him, we get stuck. We can't even throw away some old stuff we have in our house that we don't even use anymore. How could we give up everything? 
We can't give up our job. We can't give up our career, our house, our family, our car. We can't, we can't give anything up. So we get stuck and think, I can't follow Jesus. But think about it this way. When Jesus called these people, he only had three years. He only had three years. He needed them to, to follow them three years before he was going to leave the whole church, the whole future of the faith in their hands. He only had three years. With me, he's had over 60. How many years has he had with you? We don't have to leave everything and do what they did. No, Jesus called them in this way, but he calls us in our way. Jesus calls us right in the life that we're in. What else is our life but a gift from God, right? We didn't create it. God created it. So if God created our life, if God made us who we are right where we are, that's where Jesus wants us to be. That's where Jesus wants us to follow him. So we have to put down that, that roadblock or that hurdle of, I can't, I can't give it all up. I can't stop what I'm doing. So I can't follow Jesus. No, you can follow Jesus right where you are. And another place I think we get stuck is this idea that we want to be like Jesus, but Jesus is way up here and we're down here. And some days we're down here that there's such a gap between us and how we think and how we act and, and what we do and, and Jesus that we, we just give up. You know, when, when someone asks you to do something and the task seems so impossible, you don't even start. But we have to lay that aside because the image of being covered in the dust of your rabbi is the image of like the dust in our house. No one comes in at night with a dump truck full of dust and just dumps it. No, it is fine and finds itself falling every second, every moment, like leaves off of a tree or dandelion seeds blowing across the yard, like a light snowfall in the winter. This Following Jesus isn't instantaneous. We can't just be like Jesus. All we can do is be faithful. All we can do is follow him little by little. May you be covered in the dust of your rabbi is, a, is an image of a process of following Jesus and just a little bit here and there we get it right and we say the right thing and do the right thing and just a little bit here and there we begin to act and think and look and be more like Jesus. Jesus has countless months and years to work on you and I, and he's patient. We have to put aside the roadblock that Jesus is perfect and I'm not, so there's nothing I can do. All we're called to do is follow. All we're called to do is come. Come and you will see. And... Many of us have seen. Many of us can be covered in the dust of the rabbi. And if we really think about it, that we are. That many of us can tell our story about Jesus. The difference Jesus made in our life. Many of us can, like, like Andrew, uh, call somebody else and say, hey, you got to come see. You got you to come see. 
I don't know where I'd be without Jesus. You gotta, you gotta come see, you gotta learn. And sometimes we do that through our words and sometimes we do that through our actions. Sometimes we simply do that by the living of our life and people look at us and see something different and wanna know what is that? And we tell them it's Jesus that Jesus is in my heart and Jesus has changed my life and come and you will see too. Many of us have the heart of an evangelist and others of us can set apart a time to pray that one thing Jesus did was even in the busyness and craziness of his, his ministry and his world, from time to time he went apart and he prayed to God, to his father. Many of us have that gift. And when we pray, when we speak to God, we are changed, you and I. We are a little bit here and there covered by the dust of our rabbi. And other of us have, we may not think it, but we have the gift of healing. Sometimes we think, oh, I could never touch anybody and, and heal a, a physical disease as much as I'd want to. And in my life, I've seen people pass from disease and I wish I could heal them. But many of us heal people every day. We reach out a hand when someone has lost a spouse. We pick up a phone and call and ask, how are you doing? We, we sit with somebody who has a broken heart and we listen and we listen to the story again and again and again. And when we do that, they are healed. We reach out to somebody when they've lost a career or a job and we give them words of encouragement. Sometimes we have had our heart broken or been trampled by the world and we share that story with somebody else and say, I went through what you went through. I will go through this with you. We reach out a hand and we lift somebody up and we heal them piece by piece. And when we do that, we also are healed. And when we do that, we are covered by the dust of our rabbi, that we begin to look like Jesus. Even you and me, even you and me right in our life, right where we are. Yes, we can be followers of Jesus. We can walk behind him. We can focus our life on God for what else is life but a gift from God? And what else is the goal of our life than God? And if we follow Jesus, we can step by step and dust particle by dust particle begin to look like Jesus. And the world, the world is in need of people like that. The world needed Jesus when he stood by the lake and called these young men. And the world needs Jesus today. So he's calling you and I, come, come and you will see. You will see that you have become covered in the dust of your rabbi. Amen. Almighty God, may you call us into a life in Christ. May you help us to follow Jesus in the living of our life. May we be found faithful, and when we stumble, may we be picked up and placed again on that journey. 
Oh God, teach us, guide us, move us, and bless us in the living of our days. Amen.